Hello and welcome to the Food to Freedom podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help you improve your relationship with food, eating and your body so you can live a healthy, happy and thriving life. If you enjoy the podcast, then share it with the world. And if you want some support with your food and body freedom journey, then find more details in the show notes. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode. I hope you are doing great. I hope you're having a good day so far and I hope you are excited for this one. So this one will be a bit of a Q&A. I got some questions the other day on Instagram and I just thought I would answer them on the podcast because it allows me to give more in-depth answers than I can on Instagram. So let's tackle all these questions. The first one was, how do I start healing my relationship with food and exercise? So firstly, I think it's great that you have recognized that your relationship with food and exercise needs work. It's really important to have this self-awareness. And secondly, how you approach this process will slightly depend on what it, what it is that you are struggling with exactly. And I know I say it depends a lot, but it's because with these things it's impossible and it would be wrong to give out a one-size-fits-all advice. However, um, generally speaking, when it comes to improving your relationship with food and exercise, exercise, you can't go wrong with looking at your values and figuring out how your current eating and exercising behaviors are either in support or against what matters most to you. I think... Doing this can really help you figure out the rest of the stuff. Another tool that can be really helpful, and this will depend on how much awareness you already have, but having a bit of a food slash exercise and feelings diary uh, can really help out. So you can de- you can do this for a few days or a week, depending on what you struggle with. And you keep a log of what you're eating, when, how you feel during, before, after, and goes the same for, it goes the same for exercising. You write down any thoughts, any emotions that are coming up and how they influence your actions and behaviors. This can be really eye-opening, so pay attention to any triggers, any patterns that you can observe, and just see whether you can draw any conclusions. Then there are other, other things that you could do, depending on what exactly you are struggling with. Like, if you have a lot of food rules, then you could take one at a time and challenge it. If you struggle with emotional eating, then working on emotional regulation will be very important. So, yes, the advice will slightly depend on your individual situation. 
Um, so if you want, just message me, let me know what exactly it is that you are trying to work on and then I can give you some more specific tips. But as I said, doing as a first step, looking at your values can help you out, figure the rest. Uh, can help you out, can help you figure out the rest. <laughs> okay, so let's go and check out the second question. So let's see, tips on going to the gym as a beginner. I love this question. <laughs> I just think going to the gym is incredibly empowering and I am very excited for you. So one thing I would say, if you can go to the gym in the morning, because it is, well, it tends to be less busy and it's therefore less intimidating. And it gives you time to play around with some machines. You can really take your time finding where everything is, checking out the equipment, etc. Usually the gym staff are also less busy in the morning. So if you need help with anything, there should be someone available to help you out. In terms of the actual workouts, people generally find it easier to start with the machines before moving on to free weights. But obviously, see if that works for you or if you feel like it, go do the free weights. Um, and when you're doing the workouts, just start light. Um, if you're doing movements that you aren't that comfortable with yet, just do it with your body weight for now and really try not to overwhelm yourself with all the different exercises. Just take it easy and start slow because there is more than enough time for progression. And another tip I would give you is don't be afraid to ask people at the gym for help. Usually everyone is super friendly and they will be more than happy to help you out. I really wonder how you find it. And so please let me know how it all goes. And the next question is, oh, it's not a question, uh, not a question, but just wanted to say that my fitness pal really helped me. Okay, I think that potentially goes back to the first episode of the podcast where I spoke about my relationship with my fitness pal and it's actually great that you brought it up because I think that my point didn't come across that well in the episode and the point is that my fitness pal or any calorie tracking apps I think they are a great tool it's great if you use it as that a tool as something that can help you figure out some nutritional basics and potentially give you some guidance but what we see in the fitness industry though is this idea of calorie tracking as a lifestyle and this becomes problematic when you put yourself under pressure to adhere to your tracking long term and when you develop dysfunctional eating habits as a result of this I spoke a little bit about this on my stories the other day and I feel it's extremely important that you are honest with yourself when it comes to using calorie trackers. Like 
Do you have perfectionist tendencies? How is your relationship with food? Can you view these trackers just as a tool and not attach more meaning to them? Like keeping in mind your dieting past as well. Like all of that. And as you answer these questions, if you are in a good position, if you have a healthy relationship with food, then these trackers can be a really great tool. If not, I would be very careful um, about using them. But to go back to your point that my fitness pal really helped you, yes, definitely, when used right, it is a great tool. So the next question, can you use intuitive eating to diet? Okay, so these really are two different things. Intuitive eating is an anti-diet approach. So that tells us that intuitive eating isn't a dieting method. And um, if you are familiar with intuitive eating, then you'll know that one of the 10 principles is rejecting the diet mentality. So it is not meant to be used for dieting. It focuses on among other things, practicing unconditional permission to eat and on honoring your hunger. And if you've ever dieted, um, you'll know that you often can't honor your hunger and you sometimes, or most of the time, you can't give yourself unconditional permission to eat. So basically, whether dieting is right for you or whether intuitive eating is right for you will depend on your situation, but they are two different things and intuitive eating uh, shouldn't really be used for dieting. The last question. You often talk about moving your body because it feels good, etc. How can I stop exercising for my looks? Okay, that's. I think that is a really good question and I would say try to shift your focus to other benefits of exercise like improved mental health, increased energy levels and just better overall physical health. Um, I think it's also important to remember that your self-worth isn't dependent um, or isn't determined by your physical appearance Um, another powerful thing can be to find activities you enjoy. So often when exercise is used as a way to control your body, your body, um, you choose activities that you don't necessarily enjoy, but you do them because you feel like you should. So challenge that. See what physical activities you actually enjoy and then engage in those. And this will make it much easier to feel like it's a way of self-care rather than a chore that you are in that you are engaging in simply because you want to control how your body looks. Um, Another thing that you could do is set some goals that are not related to your um, to how your body looks to your appearance. Try to set some goals that have to do with your overall overall health, um, with your well-being. 
For example, you can set some goals to improve your cardiovascular health or you can work on improving your strength. And just practicing gratitude can be really helpful here. You know, reflect on the things that your body can do and be grateful for its ability to move and be active and that doesn't have anything to do with how your body looks. So I hope this was helpful. These were the questions that I wanted to answer today. And yeah, if you have any more, send them over and I'll be happy to answer them. I hope you have a great rest of your day and thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone else might benefit from it, then please share it with them. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you at the next one.